Welcome in, everyone. Happy Football Friday back in Wisconsin. So, uh, doing this 4 p.m. Central Time. But um, just me today. Go dogs! It's a great time. Uh, we'll recap the CFP National Championship game. Get uh, get some USFL news, a lot of college and NFL news as uh, NFL works through GM and head coach interviews. Got some coordinator interviews lined up as well. And then we'll talk about Super Wild Card Weekend coming up starting tomorrow through Monday. So I didn't make the slide uh, for the game here, but go damn dogs. Back-to-back national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, number one in the land. They beat number three, TCU, 65-7. to Just an absolute ass-kicking by the dogs. TCU scored on their second possession, uh, or their third possession of the game, I should say, um, with 4:45 to go in the first to make it 10 to seven Georgia, and it was all over from there. Stetson Bennett, what a masterful performance! 18 of 25, 304 yards, four touchdowns, 99 and a half QBR. Uh, that is just ridiculous. He also ran three times for 39 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Tying Joe Burrow's 20, uh, 2020 college football playoff national championship game as the most touchdowns in a championship game with six. Max Duggan for the Horn Frogs there, 14 to 22, 152, two picks, um, one rushing touchdown also. But yeah, it was not a good time. Uh, you know, I think the the experience of Georgia, knowing that they had been there, many players were there last year for their the first title of the two, and uh, Georgia now moves to four time national champions. Um, also, Stetson Bennett, the only player to ever win four college football playoff games, four and zero. Uh, last two years, 29 and three, I believe as a starter in his career, just crazy production. He is college football hall of fame written all over him. There should be Disney needs to be calling him for a movie. Um, and I said, if this kid wins a super bowl, I mean, that's just on another level. Then uh, his story just, uh, exponentially grows after that, uh, leading rusher, in the ball game was TCU's Amari DiMarcato, 14 carries, 59 yards. He also had one catch for minus two yards. Um, but uh, other notable rushers in this one, Georgia's Branson Robinson, seven carries, 42 yards, two touchdowns for Bran. Um, you had... Kendall Milton run 10 times, 33 yards, one touchdown. Uh, he did not catch any passes, it looks like. Nope. And then uh, leading receiver in the game was 
Brock Bowers, tight end for Georgia. Uh, Mackey Award winner this year, looking to go back-to-back next year as he is going to be a true junior next season. Seven receptions, 152 yards, and a touchdown. He also ran twice for 15 yards. TCU also had a 100-yard receiver. Darius Davis, five catches, 101 yards. He had a fumble on that also. You're leading, uh, or I should say, more receiving receivers to note here. Lad McConkey for Georgia, five catches, 88 yards, two touchdowns. He also ran one time for 14 yards. And then uh, Adonai Mitchell for the Dogs, one catch, 22 yards, and a touchdown. He did not run <laughs> like uh, Brock and Lad did. Leading tackler in the game, TCU's uh, linebacker, Jamoy Hodge. Seven tackles, six of them solos. And then uh, my defensive player of the game has got to go from Georgia here. Just an outstanding um, performance by Javon Bullard, the corner, I believe he's listed as. No, this says defensive back. Defensive back for Georgia. Um three total turnovers for him one tackle it was a solo but he had the two picks off of max duggan and a fumble recovery so to be credited with three turnovers in the game was massive for the dogs and all in all 15 and 0 16 straight wins to go back from the national championship last year um i don't have any of my gear yet this is the 2021 uh national champ stuff my my stuff's coming in I'll have it sometime on the hopefully next show uh, or next Friday. Uh, but yeah, SoFi Stadium, great place. I <laughs> I don't know how you pay five billion dollars though and uh, have the roof leak on you. Um, so that happened uh, for the people in the lower the lower bowl. We didn't get dripped on at all uh, in the in the nosebleeds there. But that scoreboard. The Halo board, that thing is ridiculously big. Um, really could watch the whole game on that. I uh, watched the field a good amount, but uh, that thing showed you a lot of stuff there. And uh, it was all in all a great experience in L.A. Um, probably will not be back there. And the college football playoffs should not be back there either. Uh, terrible post-game um accommodations there for fans trying to get ubers was an absolute nightmare it was pouring um after the game as well so there really wasn't much celebration outside of the stadium because of all the 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 chaos that was happening there um so yeah i i would hope that the cfp does not return to la anytime soon But yes, go damn dogs. 65-7. Three Pete next year. At least that's what Kirby said after. Uh, he said they got to reinvent themselves. Carson Beck and Brock Vandergriff, Gunnar Stockton, they're all going to battle it out in the spring to see who gets the starting job and uh, is the successor to Stetson Bennett. But I just love the video of Kirby going to the fans. One, two, and then he turns his hand three so he's coming back next year for for three p and we'll see uh all i gotta do is is keep going to georgia going to athens for new year's and and that's how we win championships so 
Yeah, keeping the playoff beer going, though. I, I still got the Eagles in the playoffs starting next weekend, the divisional round. We're on our way to the Super Bowl there. So um, once they win the Super Bowl there, I'll, uh, I'll shave this thing off, get ready for hockey season in April. But uh, Georgia covered easily, minus 13.5, over 61.5 by themselves. National Championship presented by AT&T, by the way, which I got a koozie from. Uh, USFL news, got a couple signings. Panthers, they signed running back Reggie Corbin and defensive tackle Robert Kemdichi. Corbin a beast last year. Kemdichi new to the league here. Um, Gonna be a force there for Michigan. The Memphis Showboats, they signed a couple wide receivers. Derek Dillon, formerly of LSU, and uh, Rashard Davis has played in the league from James Madison. Um... Not sure where he was last at. And then the Pittsburgh Maulers have a new head coach. It is Ray Horton. I believe he was their defensive coordinator. I wasn't able to look that up in time here for the show. Coaching carousel for college here. Just a couple notes. Kentucky has a new offensive coordinator, and it's a good one. Uh, Rams offensive coordinator Liam Cohen is returning to the Wildcats after uh, – one season in L.A. Going to pair, uh, pair with Devin Leary, which is just going to be a crazy offense. So I think Kentucky's going to be much improved. I believe Chris Rodriguez Jr. is returning. I'm not exactly sure on that. But uh, Coach Stoops should have a, a good team next year in Lexington. Colorado head coach Deion Sanders, he is still adding to his staff. He said... Uh, former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer and former FAU head coach Willie Taggart should be joining his team, uh, his staff soon in some capacity. So look forward to that all-star staff that Dion's putting out there in Boulder. Clemson, they have fired offensive coordinator Brandon Streeter, very quickly replaced him. TCU's offensive coordinator Garrett Riley headed to Clemson. And uh, he will coach Dabo's offense there for the Tigers. Finally, Oklahoma State defense coordinator Derek Mason. He is going to resign uh, from his position. I have no clue what's been going on at Oklahoma State. They've been losing guys left and right. A lot of starters lost to the transfer portal. Um, And I I don't know what Gundy's doing down there to, to make all these kids leave for one. And for two, not replacing many of them. So now he needs a new defense coordinator as well. Transfer portal, a lot of action going on here. SMU running back Trey Siggers, he is in the portal. Arkansas quarterback Malik Hornsby, he has committed to Texas State. So that offense is going to be fantastic next year, Uh, I think anyways. Hornsby, uh, similar skill set to Incarnate's words, Lindsey Scott Jr., uh, so, and who else is coming in to be the Texas State head coach this year? But none other than UIW's head coach, G.J. Kinney. So that offense should be electric. The Sun Belt just keeps getting better, and uh, that's going to be crazy next year. Texas Tech quarterback Alan Bowman, he has committed to Oklahoma State, so they did get a quarterback, lost Spencer Sanders. Um, I believe he's still out there. I don't think he has committed anywhere. So Oklahoma State getting a quarterback there 
in conference. Wisconsin running back Isaiah, Isaac Garendo, uh, he has committed to Louisville, a new uh, running back for Jeff Brown there. UL Monroe, quarterback Chandler Rogers, he is committed to North Texas. Michigan wide receiver Andrew Anthony, he is going to Oklahoma. Pitt running back Vincent Davis is in the portal. Oklahoma State wide receiver John Paul Richardson, he is going to TCU. Texas A&M quarterback Zach Calzada, he is going to Incarnate Word to replace Lindsey Scott there. Kentucky running back Cavassier Smoke, he is moving to Colorado. Big pickup for Dion there. Uh, a couple flips we had in the transfer portal. NC State wide receiver Devin Carter. I was really pissed about this one. Penn State uh, commit. He has flipped to West Virginia. Uh, the other one that we had, Western Michigan running back Sean Tyler, originally committed to Oklahoma State. He has now flipped to Minnesota. A uh, bunch of other guys in the portal this week. Memphis running back Asa Martin. FAU running back Larry McCammon, Oregon State uh, linebacker Omar Spates, UAB quarterback Dylan Hopkins, and Baylor running back Craig Squirrel-Williams all entering the portal this week. And then Cal wide receiver J. Michael Sturdivant, he has committed to UCLA, so not that far to go. Uh, good pickup for Chip Kelly and the Bruins. Couple guys returning to school next year. Michigan running back Blake Corum will return. He had to have a full meniscus repair, so that's a six month recovery. Would have missed the entire draft process. He's going to come out next year as probably the number one running back in that 2024 class. South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler also announcing he is returning. Big uh, get for Shane Beamer coming back to progress even more in that Gamecock offense. Bunch of guys declaring for the draft, mostly from Georgia, but Michigan defensive tackle Mozzie Smith, Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter, projected probably number one overall pick, Ohio State offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr., Ohio State center Luke Whipler, Georgia tight end Darnell Washington, Georgia corner Keeley Ringo, possible top 10 pick there, and Georgia offensive tackle Broderick Jones, him and Johnson there, going to be uh, top tackle options. NFL news, a uh, lot of general stuff here. Falcons defensive coordinator Dean Pease, he is retiring. So Arthur Smith there looking for uh, a new D.C. next season. Cardinals, they have fired head coach Cliff Kingsbury. GM Steve Keim also stepping down, health-related reasons there. So uh, new head coach, new GM. Uh, Arizona has said that it is going to allow Kyler Murray to have a say in the new head coach, and they're going to hire the GM before they hire the head coach. Text uh, Titans, they have fired offense coordinator Todd Downing. So Mike Vrabel looking for a new OC after a pretty pitiful year this year on offense. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, he said he is open to Nathaniel Hackett returning to the Packers, fired from the Broncos head coaching job after just one year. I'm sure that would entice Aaron Rodgers to possibly come back next year as he kind of looks at everything. Bears GM Ryan Poles, he said he he is committed to Justin Fields as their starter next year. Would have to be blown away by a QB 
to pick them at number one and roll with them. I still am not a Justin Fields guy. I think Bryce Young has uh, a lot more talent, especially as a passer, um, that he can win you more games than Justin Fields would. The Commanders, they have fired offensive coordinator Scott Turner, so Ron Rivera looking for a new play caller on offense. Jets have done the same with their offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur. Robert Sala looking for a new OC. Dennis Allen, he is going to remain the Saints head coach. Uh, GM Mickey Loomis announced, um, expected, but uh, nice that they came out and said that. The Bears, they have hired Big Ten Commissioner uh, Kevin Warren as their president and CEO. So a uh, big get for them. And uh, not sure who's going to be the new Big Ten commissioner there. or But uh, should, should know that uh, in the next couple of months. I wouldn't expect it to be immediate. Um, the Rams head coach, Rams head coach, Sean McVay, uh, he announced he is returning to the LA Rams there. Um, so makes it a little bit better this off season for them. You know, don't have to go through a coaching search, but it's not uh, as celebratory as last year as Peter Strager announced uh, on Twitter. It's kind of like, you know, status quo. He, he's got to figure out some staff options now because, you know, they don't have an offensive coordinator. Pro- might lose Raheem Morris to a head coaching job also. Um, and so you never know there what is going to happen um, with the Rams OC. Also want to mention one other transfer portal that happened. Missouri quarterback Connor Bazelak, he has uh, committed to Bowling Green. The Patriots, they are signing assistant Gerard Mayo to an extension. So that was initially uh, Gerard Mayo had gotten interviews from a couple different teams uh, or requests for interviews from a couple different teams. But uh, the Patriots said we are going to keep him, make him the defensive coordinator officially, I believe, anyways. And uh, they're going to start looking at offensive coordinators coming up this next couple of weeks. The Ravens, they announced uh, quarterback Tyler Huntley will start this week. Uh, so, good pickup, uh, or good, nice thing for them to get him in instead of having Anthony Brown like they did last week. Still no Lamar Jackson. He's going to miss his sixth straight game there. Uh, it's not looking good for Lamar and the rest of the season here. The Patriots and Falcons—they will be the—they will be, the, they will be uh, coaching the staffs for 
the East-West Shrine Bowl, one of the top all-star games out there. Um, so they were the two highest, I guess, staffs for uh, that game that don't have major coaching overhauls right now. The inaugural Players All-Pro Team was announced this week. And we also had the AP's All-Pro Team. The players here, you got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. Josh Jacobs is your running back. Kyle Juszczyk as the fullback. Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams, the receivers. Tight end is Travis Kelsey. Left tackle is Trent Williams. Left guard is Joel Batonio. Center is Jason Kelsey. Right guard is Zach Martin. Right tackle is Lane Johnson. Defense, edge rushers are Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. Interior defensive linemen are Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. I hate Oh, Aaron Donald just, he keeps getting awards. And, like, he hasn't played a good amount of the season. But yet, uh, T.J. Watt was not on this list. And he played just as about probably as many games as Aaron Donald did. And he still doesn't get any recognition. Uh, nose tackle is Dexter Lawrence. Off-ball linebacker Fred Warner and Roquan Smith. Your corners are Pat Sertan the second, and Darius Slay. Free safety is Minka Fitzpatrick. And strong safety is Derwin James Jr. Special teams, kick returner is Cordero Patterson. Punt returners, Cavante Turpin. Special uh, core special teamers, Jeremy Reeves and Justin Hardy. Kicker is Jason Myers. Punter is Tommy Townsend. And your long snapper is Morgan Cox. So, I didn't really like the player selections. I, I think the AP All-Pro was a lot better uh you look at first team here patrick mahomes for the chiefs running back is raiders josh jacobs tight end chiefs travis kelsey wide receivers vikings justin jefferson dolphins tyreek hill and raiders Devontae adams left tackle is niners trent williams right tackle is eagles lane johnson Left guard, Browns, Joel Batonio. Right guard is Cowboys, Zach Martin. Center, Eagles, Jason Kelsey. Uh, edge rushers are Niners, Nick Bosa, and Cowboys, Micah Parsons. Interior linemen, Chiefs, Chris Jones, and Jets, Quinnen Williams. Linebackers, Niners, Fred Warner. Ravens, Roquan Smith, Bills, Matt Milano. Corners, Jets, Sauce Gardner. Broncos, Patrick Sertan, the second. Safeties, Steelers, Minka Fitzpatrick, 49ers, Talanoa Hufanga. Special teams, uh, your kicker is Raiders, Daniel Carlson. Punter, Chiefs, Tommy Townsend. Kick returner is Packers, Keyshawn Nixon. Punt returner, Patriots, Marcus Jones. Special teamer, Commanders, Jeremy Reeves. And long snapper, Vikings, Andrew DePaula. Your uh, second team All-Pro here, Eagles uh, quarterback Jalen Hurts. Browns running back Nick Chubb. 49ers tight end George Kittle. Eagles 
wide receiver A.J. Brown, Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs, Cowboys wide receiver C.D. Lamb, Giants left tackle Andrew Thomas, Bucks right tackle Tristan Wirfs, Chiefs left guard Joe Tooney, Falcons right guard Chris Lindstrom, Chiefs center Creed Humphrey, second team defense, Browns edge rusher Miles Garrett, Eagles edge rusher Hassan Reddick, Giants interior D lineman Dexter Lawrence, uh, Titans interior D lineman Jeffrey Simmons, Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner, Jets linebacker CJ Mosley, Saints linebacker Demario Davis, Packers corner Jair Alexander, Eagles corner James Bradbury, Chargers safety Derwin James, Broncos safety Justin Simmons, special teams. Ravens kicker Justin Tucker, Titans punter Ryan Stonehouse, Vikings kicker turner Kenne Nwangwu, Lions punter turner Khalif Raymond, 49ers special teamer George Odom, and Ravens long snapper Nick Morse. I like I like the AP teams a lot better. Uh, I think they encompass more of what this year actually was. I think the players more so are kind of about career success, and they kind of just put the best players overall at the positions, not necessarily best players at those positions this season. So that's just my thought. All well-deserved, well though, uh, from all those guys. Jets owner Woody Johnson making a statement kind of about Zach Wilson saying he is willing to spend this offseason for a veteran quarterback. Who that is, who knows? Raiders, they began the process of trading quarterback Derek Carr. Uh, big date is February 15th. On that date, he is fully guaranteed 404 uh million dollars there so his contract is pretty tradable i think anyways um the if i can find where it's at here yeah so if a team were to trade for Derek Carr, this is what the 2023, 24, and 25 salaries would be. $32.9 base next season, plus $100,000 workout bonus. That gets you a $33 million cap hit. In 2024, $41.9 million base, 100000 workout. That's $42 million cap hit. And then 2025, $41.2 million base, 100000 workout bonus, $41.3 million cap hit there so all in all uh 116 million uh in cap hits over the next three years combined a lot of money i, I think Derek carr is a pretty good quarterback but will someone trade some draft capital some premium draft capital for him i don't think so at least that's my opinion there. And we do have the site of the potential AFC Championship game neutral site. If the Bills and Chiefs make it, it will be Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 
uh, in Atlanta there. All right, interviews here for starting off with GMs. The Titans looking at their GM spot. They are going to interview 49ers Director of Player Personnel Rand Carthon. Carthon, Browns Assistant GM and VP of Player Personnel Glenn Cook. Bears Assistant GM Ian Cunningham. Titans Vice President of Player Personnel Ryan Cowden. Uh, Titans Director of Player Personnel Monty Ossenfort. Bills Senior Director of Pro Scouting Malik Boyd. And Cardinals Vice President of Player Personnel Quentin Harris. All on the list for the Titans. Cardinals GM here, Titans Director of Player Personnel Monty Ossenfort, 49ers Director of Player Personnel Rand Carthon, Bears Assistant GM Ian Cunningham, former Giants GM Jerry Reese, and Ravens Director of Player Personnel Joe Hortiz. Hortiz. Coaching interviews, a lot of these going on here with the five head coach openings. Uh, Broncos. Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans, former Lions head coach Jim Caldwell, and former Stanford head coach David Shaw. They also on Monday will be the first team to get the crack, uh, to get a crack at former Saints head coach Sean Payton. Cardinals head coaching search, just a couple here. Cardinals defensive coordinator Van Joseph, former Saints head coach Sean Payton. And uh, Steelers senior defensive assistant slash linebackers coach Brian Flores. Texans head coach, Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Broncos defensive coordinator Ejiro Aviro. Uh, Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka. Former Saints head coach Sean Payton. And Rams assistant head coach slash tight ends, Thomas Brown. Colts head coaching search looks like this. Lions defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen. Rams defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. Colts special teams coordinator, Bubba Ventrone. Uh, Broncos defensive coordinator, Ajiro Aviro. Um, and Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. And finally, the last head coaching spot here, Panthers. They're looking at Eagles offense coordinator Shane Steichen, Lions offense coordinator Ben Johnson, Bills offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, Panthers interim head coach Steve Wilkes, former Lions head coach Jim Caldwell, Bills offense coordinator uh, Ken Dorsey. My bad, I said that one. Former Colts head coach Frank Reich, and Cowboys offense coordinator Kellen Moore. And a couple coordinator positions open here. Browns defensive coordinator. They're looking at uh, Steelers senior defensive assistant slash linebackers coach Brian Flores. Seahawks associate head coach for defense Sean Desai. And uh, Titans senior defensive assistant Jim Schwartz. Jets offensive coordinator spot. A uh, couple here. Patriots tight end coach Nick Cayley. Uh, Eagles quarterback coach Brian Johnson and former Colts offensive coordinator Marcus Bradley. Couple practice windows open here. Not activated, though, to the active roster yet. Chargers offensive tackle Rashawn Slater. Going to be a little bit for him yet, as will the same for Bills safety Micah Hyde and wide receiver Jamison Crowder. Injuries, just one to note. Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert. He broke his thumb last weekend. 
so m probably going to miss this week against the Bills. Ins and outs, just a couple so far. The Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams, he is out. He has uh, a back fracture that he that occurred last week. Going to be out uh, two to three weeks, so the only way he is back this season is if L.A. makes the Super Bowl, essentially. Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, he is out. Skylar Thompson will start, and him and Brock Purdy become the two latest drafted rookie quarterbacks to ever start a playoff game. Uh, and I mentioned Bill Safety Micah Hyde is out also. Transactions here, the Ravens. They have signed linebacker Roquan Smith to a five-year, $100 million deal. $45 million fully guaranteed, $60 million total guaranteed. Uh, great contract for Roquan. I'm happy he finally got that. I hate that it's with Baltimore, but I think it's, I think it's absolutely hilarious that they signed him before they signed Lamar. Uh, probably they're probably going to franchise Lamar again. I would not sign him. Uh, yeah, I guess franchise him is fine. You get one more year to figure out what you're going to do at quarterback, but he's not, especially with the injuries the last two years. So that's just me though. And the chiefs, they signed wide receiver, John Ross to a futures deal. So intriguing option at wide receiver going into off season workouts. And speaking of workouts, one to mention the Giants worked out former Cowboys wide receiver James Washington released earlier a couple weeks ago. Uh, and trying to find a home is Washington. NFL pick standings. These are not final because we're picking the playoffs on this show here. Mark and I, 12 and 4 last week. Great time. 2 and 2 in his Lone Wolves. Uh, got the Saints wrong against the Panthers and the Colts wrong against the Texans, but he did get the Dolphins right against the Jets. I hate that you got that one right, Mark, because it cost the Steelers a playoff spot. And the Lions right over the Packers. Logan, 10-6, and six, respectable, but not good enough. 0-2 uh, in his lone wolves. The Giants one he already knew was not going to win there uh, with third-string quarterback Davis Webb. But uh, the Bucks also going down to the Falcons in Atlanta. 30-17, uh, to 17, I think, was the score of that one. So, Logan is going into the playoffs five out. I am eight out. So, pretty unlikely that I come back. Logan's getting to my point, though. I'm just trying to catch Logan for a second at this point. I, he's in my sights, three back. Super Wild Card Weekend here starting tomorrow. Seahawks at the 49ers. We're all on San Francisco. This matchup does not work very well. The 49ers defense, very good against the run. And Nick Bosa should dominate the Seahawks offensive line. Um, Christian McCaffrey should have a good time out of the backfield. Jordan Brooks done for the year for... Seattle ACL tear last uh, two weeks ago there. So not very good. Seahawks kind of slid in by the Lions winning against the Packers. So it's not going to be a great time in San Francisco, I think, for Seattle. And it's going to be rainy apparently out there. So we're all on San Francisco. I think they are the second best team in the NFC. Nine-point favorites for 
The Niners here total is 42. Uh, I'm going to go under. I think it's a lower scoring game than people think it will be uh, in defense. 4.30 on Fox. Saturday night here, Chargers at the Jags. I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend. Maybe the Giants-Vikings, but I think this game is going to be really good. Low scoring. I think both defenses are playing pretty well. Chargers losing to the Broncos last week. Jags getting in by a defensive touchdown. So I'm rolling, lone wolfing the Jacksonville Jaguars to win at home I don't know. I was going to pick L.A., right? But then I was like, you know what? The Jags defense, I think, is better than the Chargers. And I think with Mike Williams out for the L.A. offense, they're going to be easily – they're going to easily be able to slide coverage to Keenan Allen. And even though Justin Herbert was banged up last time these two teams met – when the Jags beat them like 38 to 13 or whatever it was. Um, they they held Austin Eckler to five yards on four carries or four yards on five carries, whatever it was. So I think the Jags defense carries them once again in this game. Trevor Lawrence makes just enough plays, and they should run the ball because the Chargers have struggled most of the year running the ball. So Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence, I think both should run the ball in this one. And... Um, I heard Joey Bosa's a little dinged up too, so in his return last weekend. So I'm going with the Jags. Mark Logan on the Chargers. Wouldn't be surprised if they win. Total for this one's 47.5. I'm going under 8.15 on NBC. Sunday, Dolphins at the Bills. This is going to be just so bad. The, the Sunday, two out of three games on Sunday are just so bad. Uh,. The Bills should absolutely roll this. They aren't going to have Micah Hyde, but that's fine. Um, you know, Dean Marlowe has filled in as a third safety after, you know, Hyde went down and then DeMar Hamlin situation happened. So they're going to keep winning for DeMar, and uh, I think they absolutely roll the Dolphins in Buffalo um, with Skylar Thompson, at quarterback for Miami there. Total is 43.5. I'm going with the over. I think that's just the Bills just scoring a lot of points. They might get them themselves. Uh, this could look similar to the Patriots playoff game from last season. 1 p.m. on CBS. Giants at the Vikings. This is the other game I think that is actually kind of good this weekend. Uh, they played a three-point game just Three weeks ago in week 16, uh, Vikings walking it off on a 61-yard field goal by Greg Joseph. That was in Minnesota as well, back in Minneapolis here. Mark's Lone Wolf and the Giants, I don't blame him because they are playing pretty well right now. But I just think the Vikings are a very lucky team, and the Giants have not played down the down the stretch well. 2-7, and seven, I believe, or... Or two and five in their uh, two five and one down the stretch here after starting out seven and two. So, yeah, I'm going with Minnesota. I think they're the better overall team, even though their defense has been has struggled a lot. 
Total here is 48. I am going with the over. High scoring affair uh, in Minneapolis. This one's 430 on Fox. And finally, Sunday night football. The Ravens at the Bengals here. Uh, again, it's it's not a good matchup. Tyler Huntley starting at quarterback. I've mentioned this multiple times the last couple of weeks. Thir- like It's around 13 points a game the Ravens are putting up with Huntley at quarterback. And the offense is not there for Baltimore. They have to run the ball with J.K. Dobbins to be successful, throw it to Mark Andrews. They don't have any other receivers, really. Um, so that's what the Ravens have to do. Their defense has been holding them in games. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to hold the Bengals' offense down long enough for them to squeak it out, especially in Cincinnati. So we're all on the Bengals. Joe Burrow and co., they, they move on pretty handily. Total here is 40 and a half. And I am rolling with the over. 8.15 on NBC. Best bets of the week. Uh, This is the final record here. 23, 27, and 4. It wasn't the greatest. It wasn't bad, though. Uh, I'm going to try to get better next year. But uh, we'll see if me or someone else is running that segment. Uh, the Jags minus six and a half versus the Titans. The only one I lost last week, two and one here. Uh, close game. They win it by a couple instead of seven. Like I thought they were going to dominate that game. Steelers minus two and a half against the Browns. They beat them pretty handily. Uh, it was a 28 to 13 there in Pittsburgh. So I was happy to see that one, even though they did not get, um, a playoff spot out of it. And then the 49ers minus 14 against the Cardinals. I just watched the last couple of episodes of Hard Knocks, so it was tough to watch that game for Arizona. But I knew the the, the 49ers were going to absolutely romp them with David Blau at quarterback and, and the Niners playing for the potential of the number one seed if the Eagles would have lost. Uh, so, yeah, they handled business 38-13 there. Final lock standings. Uh, these are spectacular records. Not mine too much, but 15-3 and three for Mark. Uh, I get half of his share of the win, though, because I picked for him. Uh, so, but yeah, that that is a stellar record for Mark. Um, that's a 83.3 win percentage there. Uh My my best bets winning percentage was was forty six points forty six point one, which isn't terrible. But Logan here for his uh, his locks, he went thirteen and five, so he gets seventy two point two percent. And I am down here lowly eleven and seven. That's sixty one point one percent. So pretty good, over sixty percent for all three of us. Uh, picking once one game uh, for 18 weeks here. Final dog standings, not very good. Not even close to the the lock standing. Logan did get me. I asked him last Friday uh, if he was willing to stake his dog standings future on the Houston Texans 
plus two and a half, and he did, and it worked. They won outright, so they covered. Uh, locks last week were the Chiefs for Logan, Bills for me, Jags for Mark, so all three of us got it there. I went with the Chargers plus three at the Broncos. Uh, technically, I would have gotten one win had I gone with the closing line of three and a half, but I stick to what I put on the screen. It was plus three on the screen on Friday, so that's what I took. They ended up pushing that, losing 30-27. to 27. So I gave myself a tie. Um, and, you know, got the loss overall outright. Mark, 2-0 and here. Lions plus four and a half at the Packers there. Pretty good end for him in an otherwise dismal season. Uh... So, Logan here, ending up 48.6%. I ended up 44.4%. And Mark was uh, 34.7%. So, we got to get our dogs together next year and uh, try to figure out a better way to pick. Because it was going well. And I just, I just was crap down the stretch, just absolutely terrible, picking losers every week. Hope, hope some people got some money by picking against me every week on the dogs. Next week, though, we'll be back talking divisional weekend. The Chiefs and Eagles both awaiting their opponents as the only buys in their respective conferences. We'll talk about NCAA and NFL news. We'll have NFL uh, divisional round previews as well as uh, the Monday night uh, Super Wild Card weekend ender uh, Bucks cowboys there. So don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. FAA underscore bets is our betting account on Twitter. And FAAPodcast.com is our website. You can check us out here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Love the quick show. Thank y'all, and we'll see you back on Monday.